0: Welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you've stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women hello friend i'm marcy farrell from thankfulhomemaker.com and i'm so glad to be with you today this episode came about from a recent teaching i listened to over the summer and i kept coming back to it and i wanted to expand a bit more on it from my own personal walk with the lord so i'm sharing with you my time and the word on this passage in philippians chapter 2 verses 14 to 16 and not grumbling or disputing and i've titled it five motivations to stop grumbling and before we get started i want to send a huge hug and thank you to all my patreon supporters because without them i couldn't do what i do here so thank you so much my dear friends i so so enjoy my time with the ladies and our monthly zoom coffee chats and our interaction in the facebook group and um, on various topics and our book club times it's really, really been such a joy to get to know more about one another. And we're getting ready to start our next book club reading. We just finished reading The Holiness of God by R.C. Sproul together. And our next one is going to be Redeeming Productivity by Regan Rose. I'd love you to join us. And it's, it's a way you can support what I do here at Thankful Homemaker too. So thank you so much. So let's dig in today. It is really for me it's interesting and i don't know about you but i do this so often you know you start your bible reading at the beginning of the year and i get and i start reading about the children of the exodus how they're complaining and they're forgetting all about god's great deliverance and provision for them and i can just shake my head and wonder right and at the same time i find myself complaining about the weather or how things didn't go as i thought they should in a situation I'm no different. And the same heart issue that caused the children of Israel to fall into unbelief and to not trust in God, it's the same heart issue going on in my heart. It's a sin. It needs to be addressed because it's ultimately not just a response to the circumstances going on around me, but it's a response to God and his provision for me. I'm no different from the children of Israel. They fell into unbelief. They stopped trusting in God. And that same heart issue that affected them it's present in my heart it's a sin i need to deal with it it's not just a response to the circumstances i'm facing but it's ultimately a response to god and his provision for me my complaining it shows a lack of trust in the lord it's a heart issue and it's one i need to address and to deal with and i know and you guys know this too if you are a believer you know that you're complaining and you're murmuring murmuring and you're grumbling isn't sin against the lord and it can be helpful for me to have some some motivations some some key aspects of god's word to bring my mind and my heart back to as to why i need to stop it and with the spirit's help all the time i need to depend on the spirit to help me and then i to stop it right in its tracks i'm fully aware that there's are sins right and think here even if I only complain in my mind and I don't express it verbally because I do that a lot that's my issue it reveals that in that circumstance or situation you know what I'm not believing that Jesus is enough in that moment so to stop these behaviors with the help of the spirit it can be really helpful to be able to reflect and meditate on some motivations for why I need to put an end to them so susan heck delivered a message titled the sin of grumbling and she outlined five motivations to stop grumbling and the message was based on philippians 2 14 to 16 it's it's a familiar text she approached this in a unique way i really appreciated that about her message and of the five motivations in this text she had three were directed toward others that's our testimony to a watching world one was toward god and one was toward our leaders so these are five motivations why we should stop grumbling, right? So Philippians two fourteen to 16 reads, do all things without grumbling or disputing that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ, I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. So in this passage here in Philippians, it's noted that in the original language, it's one sentence. And in verse 14, we have a command there, do all things without grumbling or complaining. We have a purpose in verses 15 to 16a there, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life and then in verse 16b that second part of verse 16 there we have a final result so that in the day of christ i may be proud that i did not run in vain or labor in vain so it seems in the passage of philippians 2 14 to 15 the apostle paul is alluding to moses's description of the israelites and their time in the desert they grumbled against moses and then in exodus in exodus 16 7 to 8 it tells us that their grumbling was against the Lord so the grace of christ at work in us now as believers should cause our responses to be radically different right our contentment in all circumstances shows us to be as stated there in verse 15 children of god without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation so the hope my friend is is that as we live lives of thankfulness and humility and desire to honor god above all things we're going to shine as lights in the world I'm, I'm not working through these five motivations word for word as susan did in her message but i wanted to work through them on my own and share some thoughts with you on why we should be motivated not to grumble and complain i really really encourage you to listen to her teaching when you get time to sit with it i actually sat with it this summer when i was traveling with my husband we were traveling for his job and i i've shared this before about his work he's a manufacturer's rep and he has a territory of the midwest that he travels to so my dougie is usually going from stop to stop um every night so we're, we're not always staying in the same place so most of my days when i travel with him i'm just sitting in the car while he's in an appointment and a lot of times there's nowhere to walk there's really sometimes there's not even a gas station near me to go to so this particular day i was like really grumbling in my mind i was tired i was tired of sitting And I knew it was a long appointment day. He had like four or five stops that day. And I'm like, I'm going to be in this car sitting for like six hours. Just not even including travel time between stops. So I was grumbling and then... What do i do i put on this message so talk about being convicted right (laughs) so i really started to ponder through even when he got back in the car just this time in my message changed my attitude to get me thinking rightly like i need to be thankful that i could be with him and we could be together and i could have that time in the car to read or to make a phone call or to do other things and catch up on things that maybe i can't do when i'm at home in the house because i'm always there's always plenty to do when i'm at home so There was much, and I was convicted. So that's how this all came about. But I was first introduced to this message. From an episode um, from the podcast date night with the woods where they shared an excerpt of it and then it made me want to go and listen to the whole thing so i did and you know what by the providence of god i did it at the right time because i needed to hear it that day so long story short there those are both links in the show notes so let's get into five motivations to stop grumbling so these are five reasons derived from this passage in philippians chapter 2 verses 14 to 16 to encourage us to not grumble so motivation one is to be blameless and innocent and this is our testimony toward others this is one of those so verse 15 reads that you may be blameless and innocent children of god so when we do all things without complaining and grumbling and a note here to not miss that word all right all things (laughs) that's a pretty inclusive statement there so things think about this in in your home dishes laundry right cleaning at work at church volunteering at church right or school homeschooling your kids anywhere in our marriages in our parenting in our friendships all things when we do this we show ourselves to be blameless which is our outward conduct and innocent which is our inward conduct. We live in a world that is so prone to complaining. It is just so accepted that when things don't go how we think they should or in situations are hard, the world thinks it's a human right to complain. And sadly, as Christians, we can think that too and fall into that. Imagine the difference of our testimony as believers to be those who are known for contentment in all circumstances and that we're not known for complaining imagine the difference in our testimony that if instead of grumbling about our circumstances we give thanks to the lord knowing and trusting that he's working all things for good to those who love him ponder the influence my friend that this would have on your own family in the lives of your children and your husband and those that come into your home his purposes are being worked out in our lives even in hard times our good god is always at work in our lives and there is purpose in all things Warren Wiersbe stated, he said, unsaved people complain and find fault, but Christians rejoice. So as we choose not to complain, we demonstrate that among this crooked and twisted generation, we live our lives by the standard of God's word. And as we do, we will shine as bright lights, giving glory to our father who is in heaven. We have the message of true hope to a lost world. And the hope is we would hold out that message to the unbelievers around us and be good witnesses For those who desperately need christ our motivation number two is we're children of god this is our relationship towards god verse 15 reads that you may be blameless and innocent children of god without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world so as we avoid grumbling or murmuring under our breath and disputing we show the qualities of being a true Child of God. And I know this is a passage that we have all read many times. Philippians is a book I turn to quite frequently, but it can be so easy to look over th- this little phrase here in verse 15, right? Children of God. Think about this. If you are in Christ, if you have repented of your sins and put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone for salvation, you have such a privilege as God's child, right? We are those that are adopted and chosen before the foundation of the world to live lives that bring glory to the name of our father. If we would pray on this and ponder more of whose, capital W there, whose we are, it would have a great impact on our behavior and attitude and responses to those around us. We're called to resemble our father in heaven. So, our motivation number three is that we would be shining as lights. And again, this is another one of our testimony to others. Verse 15 reads Among whom you shine as lights in the world so we live in a world that is characterized by crookedness and darkness it's a godless society we are in and as we refrain from grumbling we're going to stand out as a positive and uplifting presence in this lost world our attitude and behavior can serve as a source of inspiration and hope to others charles spurgeon stated on this passage he said you cannot straighten them but you can shine they could destroy you if they could but all you have to do is shine if christian men would give more attention to their shining and pay less attention to the crooked and perverse generation much more would come of it but now we are advised to keep abreast of the times and to catch the spirit of the age he says if i could ever catch that spirit i would hurl it into the bottomless abyss for it's a spirit that is antagonistic to christ in all respects we are just to keep clear of all that and shine as stars in the world and quote there and another commentator shared he shared four ways we can respond as believers when it comes to the world he said number one is we can isolate and just spend time in holy huddles number two we can indulge and become just like those around us number three we can incinerate lost people with our attitudes and actions or number four we can illuminate the darkness by shining and sharing the word of god so those first three responses they are just going to lead to a loss of our witness right but we are to be bold bright lights we are to be the stars that shine the brightest when everything is the darkest, is the darkest and another commentator he said he has a theory that those who make the most complaining the most noise complaining are doing so to compensate for their lack of light in their life he said i wonder this would be terrible I wonder if a secret video camera had zoomed in on you this past week. How much complaining would have been captured on film? Are you a victim or a victor? Do you whine a lot or do you shine for Jesus? Are you humble? I love this. Or do you grumble? Perhaps he continues here. He says, perhaps you came in through the doors today looking to air some arguments and file some complaints. He says, let God meet you at the door as you leave and let him pin his word on you do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of god without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe so we need to ask ourselves i'm asking myself this how is our light shining and our motivation for is holding fast to the word of life and this is another one of our testimony toward others verse 16 reads holding fast to the word of life so the translation of this term holding fast it's better translated as holding forth and the main point in this verse it's not that we are remaining faithful to god's word the hope is that we are okay but the point in this passage is that we are sharing with others that that we're holding god's word out as a torch that torch of the truth of the word it's a light to a lost world it's the truth that brings eternal life the word must dwell in us richly for us to hold it out to others. So our motivation five is that our leaders will rejoice in the day of Christ. So this is towards our leaders, those that God has appointed over us. And verse 16b reads there, it says, so that in the day of Christ, I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. One commentator stated on this, he said in Philippians 2.16, Paul says that when his friends meet adversity with patient contentment and winsome witness, he tastes the fruit of the hours and years, the teaching and tears that he has poured into their lives. It has all been worth it. On the day of christ when jesus returns as the rising sun and the night is over forever paul will present these believers as his gift of love to the savior evidence that i did not run in vain or labor in vain again the apostle echoes the old testament specifically the prophecy of isaiah who promised that when god's new creation comes he said my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands they shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity that's from isaiah 65 22-23 that ancient promise speaks to paul as a pastor but it is also a promise to the whole people of god who live by faith in jesus he says because god is at work through our service as we pour ourselves into others lives we anticipate that one day they will stand with us before the throne of god and of the lamb so our leaders they're going to stand before the lord and they're going to give an account and susan heck encouraged us to let them do it with great joy i love that let your pastor do that with great joy, my friend, <laughs> especially when it comes to our witness to others and the testimony of our lives as believers, that that them pouring into us wasn't in vain. And let us also pray here that our pouring into others isn't in vain. We pour into many people throughout our day. We are, We are continually setting an example to our husbands and our homes to our children to those neighbors and friends that we are close to and the other unbelievers the Lord has put in our path when we are out at the grocery store or whatever we are doing right let's pray that that as we pour into others that they too would bear much fruit and shine like stars in the universe as they held out the word of life first Thessalonians two nineteen reads for what is our hope or crown or joy of boasting before our Lord Jesus at his coming is it not you so i pray that we'll lead obedient christian life so that our leaders can boast on the day of christ that they did not run or labor for nothing so our response does matter and, and in this really short but powerful passage paul laid out for us three ways as believers that we are lights in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation he said number one one way we are light is we don't grumble and complain another way is a light is we're not contaminated by the world and those in the world as we come in contact with them and number three we hold to and we hold forth the word of God and one practical part of the teaching from Susan heck I appreciated was one that we've all heard and we've probably done at times in our lives but it was to keep a gratitude journal Now I don't keep a quote gratitude journal. I have in the past, and I don't anymore because I just it just I need just one journal basically. All right, it's just too many. But I've been doing this off and on for years. And as she shared, this is what I do: I write down in my prayer journal my items of gratitude, things that I'm thankful to the Lord for. So I'll just put down every day things that stand out to me that i give thanks to the lord for so i encourage you if you have bent towards being a murmuring grumbler like i do raising my hand here okay take the time to focus your heart on all the things you have to give thanks to the lord for it really does help and sets our mind in a right place in our hearts susan also shared a comment that her mentor shared with her That's going to be helpful to us all and obviously i really encourage you to go listen to this message that i'm going to link to in the show notes but um susan just recently lost her husband a couple years ago and so i know that we all have challenging circumstances and losses and hurts and i know there is much brokenness in all our lives but her mentor reminded her not to focus on what you've lost but to focus on what you have so we need to change our thinking and we need to line it up with god's word Don't let your wrong thinking take hold of your thought life, right? Because then it takes hold of your speech and then it just becomes a downward spiral from there. I pray, my friend, that we'll rejoice in the midst of difficult circumstances knowing that Jesus truly is enough. I am so, so grateful for your time today, my friend. Again, the full show notes are at the blog at thankfulhomemaker.com and any of the resources or links that I mentioned. And always, always, if I mention something and you can't find it and I forgot to put it in, please just shoot me a message. And then I have one more favor to ask you. If you're enjoying the podcast, I... Would love you so much if you could just take a minute or two and leave a rating and review wherever you listen in. Apple Podcasts is a huge one. It's super helpful. It helps others to find the podcast. I'm so, so grateful and encouraged by each of you who have left a review. So thank you so, so much. And I will be back actually next week with the next episode in the Sermon on the Mount series. And we're going to be working through Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27. That's the build your house on the rock passage. We're coming near the end of the series, and we should finish it Lord willing in October those are all all the episodes to listen to in that series are in one area one category on the blog so you can catch them all and i have a whole link to them on spotify just all the episodes so if you're interested i'll have those both linked to in the show notes i am so grateful for you my friend and i do pray that you have a very blessed week